Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David O'Keefe won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy Jumpy Beep Beep! Goldberg steered Russo on the cake! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. This is wild. This is wild. Yeah, this is all I had. It was off of, uh, it was off of, uh, how about we do it? Viva la raza! Oh, yeah! It's nice enough. Ooh. It's margarita night! Stand back, you guys. Stand back. It's the raw review here at channelattitude.com as we try and get our sound cues on the roadcaster right. Uh, filling in this day without Vinny Rue, so he's got plenty going on. Uh, he's got to take uh, his uh, puppy love to the vet. So I said, no worries, man. We can uh, man the desk uh, here. Channel Attitude with Big Stevie Cool Hacker. I mean, good morning, Stevie. Good morning. Yeah, and uh, definitely that's something even if Vince said he wasn't going to do it, we're all animal lovers, so this, mm-hmm. the second you see that something might not be right with your animal, you, you don't want to waste any time. So, no. you know, prayers go out to Vince's dog and Vince, and I'm sure he's he's worried, and uh, hopefully it's just nothing. Yeah, he goes, you know, bro. He goes, you, you exactly that. You know how it is with the animals. I go, do you don't got to say another word. It's fucking raw. It's nowhere near as important as uh, as your best buddy's uh, life there. So. Go and go and do as you need to, man. And uh, we'll have a good time, uh, I guess. Maybe <laughs> interesting uh, show last night and checking out the sheets this morning. But we had a good time reviewing SmackDown uh, yesterday uh, because there was actually some decent cliffhanger work and show don't tell at the end. This show really had none of that whatsoever, Stevie. So here we are at Tale of Two Cities, Tale of Two Shows, and even comebacks from Logan Paul that weren't advertised so we're doing pop the crowd middle of the show as opposed to kicking off with it that might hook somebody and bring them in here um some strange choices last night i think the beginning we'll we'll talk segment by segment but i think the beginning gave a little bit of effort to at least that there was going to be some unpredictability you weren't going to get the standard format but they sure fell right into the standard format (laughs) After that, there was just that little glimmer of okay, it's you. You, you continued that story backstage after the beatdown. We'll talk about, uh, but yeah, I, I, my conspiracy theory, and we don't have the audio for the conspiracy theory thing. <laughs> my conspiracy theory is that Logan Paul happened to be in Cleveland that day, and they just put him on TV. They just put him on. Uh, that that's possible and definitely probable. Uh, but uh, I liked where you're going there. <laughs> it popped me. You said the first segment. Uh, you know, it seemed different. 
Backstage news regarding Vince McMahon changing the opening challenge segment with Seth Rollins on Raw. <laughs> so we, we how quickly we forget or else have PTSD and block it out. Didn't Seth Rollins issue the open challenge last week and like out of nowhere after we did an angle where it was going to be a challenge at Money in the Bank, but then he goes, oh, never mind. I'll just uh, that was going to be him and Finn, but open challenge next week, right? And he's going to go face Braun Breaker. Um, but as seen on the June 19th, uh, Juneteenth version of uh, t- edition of Raw, Finn Balor attacked world heavyweight champion Seth Rollins as uh, he was set to compete in an open challenge match. Fightful reports that drastic changes were apparently made to the show by Vince McMahon, yeah. including the opening segment with Rollins. Uh, Observer Radio Meltzer Seltzer says the open challenge was supposed to happen till the last minute. Vince changed the first 30 minutes of the show I heard was totally changed. Vince really wanted this, the whole Seth Rollins angle with Finn Balor. I think he just wanted something big, something bigger for Seth Rollins and Finn Balor and to heat up Balor, to be fair. I know people who are there who told me, look, as far as the 30 minutes that Vince put in, it was better than the 30 minutes that was taken out. (laughs) So uh, you said you, you like this opening to start hot with well, it seemed like, you know, obviously get the call and answer baby face pop, but uh, Baylor getting heat right here. And then the attack backstage, it seems as get me shredomatic 6,000 that <laughs> who knows how long before it was go time that fuck this first 30 minutes. Here's what we're doing instead. Like, man, as a writer and, and creative who spent all day long and you know what I mean? But he's the $9.3 billion man. He can do whatever the fuck he wants at any time, right? Well, with this segment, I, I had a fun fact that just came across my mind for this workhorse champion, Seth <laughs> okay. Rollins, that was going to defend it. Roman, not like Roman Reigns. We're going to defend this thing every week. Here's a fun fact for the wrestling fans out there, which should make them even matter because of the person's name and what I'm going to say. Uh, Mr. Otomic's uh, necklace, Sam Punk, yeah. has defended the AEW world title more times than Seth Rollins has defended this world heavyweight title. That's, that's <laughs> It's interesting, man, they, where they keep trying to put these things out there that is like, this is the way we're going, and then they don't do anything to back it up whatsoever. And even in the... We I talked about this with Owens. They find the little game of like, don't you blow up tonight or else so I, I oughta. And we're still not having them blow up in the ring. Like, isn't that what should be happening? Like, not only do we have. I heard he does the, blow up in the ring. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, that, uh, you know, the backstage that we have to lose the temper. But that's he needs to have that in the ring and turn into the Tasmanian devil, you know, just Terry Funk taking out everybody type shit. If you get in the way, ladder on the head, spinning around, all that, right? Like, but we don't even have that spot where he has a meltdown in the ring so the violence can play out. He just gets hot and yells backstage. I don't know, but but on SmackDown, I which by the way. I'm still trying to figure out this whole draft thing and who goes where. But but when they did it in front of the crowd and then Sammy agreed with them, there was there was a pretty good reaction to that for them to hit the ring and then obviously pretty deadly powdered out. Right. You know, yeah. like, you, like you said, they could have just jumped and started stomping the shit out of them right. before they even got to their feet. They should, but that, but that's somebody going, we don't want them to touch yet. When you powder out and you have the high ground, you look like a fucking idiot. If you stomp them and then you look like you're going to do something double team and they both duck and then get back up on you and line you guys back over, nobody's really, you know, or or they can come at you and you can just drop down and roll out so you don't give them the satisfaction of the baby face hitting the heel, right? Like, instead, they ran away total chicken shit pussies after kicking the shit out of everybody. Now, they're weird metrosexual, like, you know, dudes who might run away, but I just didn't like the way that that went. Well, it makes more sense the fact that uh, Sami Zayn and Jey Uso are supposedly in some kind of blood feud, but they bump into each other backstage and nobody ever fights. They just yeah, they just say what's up, up buddy. Yeah, That's exactly. good. What's good? Um, speaking of uh, you know the new Otami necklace, uh, I, I'll put this out there, even though it's not raw news. I was just checking the sheets before uh, we came on here, and uh, former WWE personality. 
calls out and referred to is called out and referred to as an old bag of shit by AEW's Brody King. Uh, as previously noted, CM Punk held up a fan's support LGBTQ plus youth sign after AEW collision went off the air. Uh, WWE personality Dutch Mantel wrote the following in regards to the sign. Uh, is this a wise move involving a political issue on a wrestling show? That's funny seeing how he's Zeb Coulter. I guess the issue that Bud Light and Target have with uh, have had with LGBTQ topics have not reached AEW. This shot didn't make the show, but the photo is still there. Comments. Uh, and then AEW star Brody King issues a response to Dutch Mantel. Uh, you probably thought it was a political issue when black and white women, or excuse me, black people and women wanted equal rights too, you old bag of shit. <laughs> so the Satanists, the woke Satanists from House of Black can't stop. And it's not like Dutch was making a anti-whatever. He's just saying, you know, is this a wise move in the in the esg climate that destroyed 11 billion dollars i i think in profits between bud light and fucking target and, and ford and other companies trying to you know push whatever agenda this is i don't i don't feel like it's anything with him like judging and it's a tweet so i don't know why brody king is triggered off the backs of this man so it's it's pretty interesting and dutch mantel was took over for jbl as the tea party you know proud boys kind of patriot uh if it ain't white it ain't right voice i guess i i think dutch's voice or at least the tone of what you're reading to me was very much if you're sitting around a creative meeting or if you're at the office of titan towers yeah. and you just have to be the person to ask that question i i don't mean to be mean but do you think Dutch Mantel even knows who Brody King is? Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he knows at and all. And here we go with something like that. It was just a question about a business thing, and it's handled emotionally and per- taken personally. And I think that's why AEW continues to the Punk's message. The only thing softer than the, than the fans are the people are the wrestlers that you like. And this guy's supposed to be the giant satanic destroyer of the crew, and fucking and he's he's, because the Satan stuff went to the back of Target. He didn't want. He wanted it up front. <laughs> <laughs> points. I've heard. Points. I, I think I've met Brody King. Seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah, I don't think but I ever once, have. Once again, I, I don't. I got a side with Dutch just asking the question, and he even said wasn't on the show, but it was a photo. Is that a good move? Uh, and Tony Khan has contacted Dutch Mantel before to ask him to work with AEW. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's another thing. If you want to talk about, uh, <laughs> you want to talk about some uh, actions against gay people, like throwing them off the roofs and stuff like that, and the Muslim religion. And I mean, you're working for, I don't know what the religion is, but at least tied or closely tied to that. Sure. Okay. I mean, you can pick apart anything you want and say anything has a flaw that you refuse to. But yeah, if WWE came a knocking uh, in five months or whatever, if his contract was up and he went over there and he's on the flight to Saudi and you want to talk about backwards bring political that issues. Bring, bring that sign to Saudi. Yeah, 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 yeah. See how that fucking works out for you. So, yeah, the hypocrisy runs rampant inside the Florida bubble. And just this guy's character, who should be no-selling everything, is now the foremost expert on a white giant tattooed guy is going to bat for black people and women and equal rights and slamming uh, old guys who didn't even – I don't even read in Dutch's tweet anything that's like a judgmental against LGBTQ is this smart. He likens it to what has happened – at Bud Light and Target, and he adds them both. This is just a straight marketing meeting thing, and here, here they are in this locker room being triggered by it, man. That that's that's crazy. Like none of none of that, and what Dutch uh, wrote to me is like a judgment against anybody, ex- except for the idiot people at those corporations who fucking just lost billions of dollars by doing this ESG score push from the G20 summit 
Bilderberg billionaires. Remember, when he, that goes right over Brody King's head. He just fucking, you know. Well, their ESG scores are higher than Dutch's, so they they. <laughs> but what I would say too is, what would have been like? You want to support that movement, or you want to be that part? Like AEW wanted to be the party of inclusion or the promotion of inclusion mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You did an ad hominem attack on somebody by calling them a piece of shit or a bag of shit or whatever just proves it got to you. But what you just did, too, was you helped Dutch make more money because James Romero is going to ask Dutch about this. He's going to get 20, 30, 50, maybe 100,000 views on it. So you essentially, by burying Dutch, have given him more, given him more content for story time with Dutch, which, by the way, is one of the one of the best shows on YouTube. If you really yeah. want to hear a veteran, uh, a guy that I never, I never took advantage of the knowledge when I should have. And I regret that. Mm. So, but if I knew he hated pictures of signs post show, be like, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brody. Uh, and, and dude, it's just the guy who's actually selling it too. Like if this was Nyla or somebody clapping back and, and, and in it, this guy's supposed to be, the silent, violent destroyer. You know what I mean? And he's we're a Hobby here. Lobby guy. You think he's, he's a Hobby Lobby one on one bro? I mean, it's crazy. Uh, and I'm 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 actually shocked. They surprised he they shop at Hobby Lobby because aren't they closed on Sunday for Christian values? And oh, they got <laughs> values. Yeah. So, <laughs> but hey, when uh, glue sticks are on sale. Fucking all bets are out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, man. Uh, The only other thing, too. By the way, what you just talked about was way more interesting than anything on the show. (laughs) I know. So I'm going to do one more headline here, and we'll probably go over it because we got three hours of show to cover. But it kind of follows up with what we were talking about on SmackDown Live Review, and I'm sure you guys, if you're Russo's brand subscribers, listen to that as well, where we talked about, uh you know when we have for for a while here on on and off um but oh damn it i forgot sergeant slaughter's name uh lacey uh, evans the lacey evans sergeant slaughter yeah yeah sergeant daughter good too i said sergeant daughter daughter sergeant slaughter is good too <laughs> Um, you know, that the, the start stop, the come out of slaughters, uh, you know, gimmick without clearing it to him or giving the rub from it when it would have been easy to do. And the, his daughter clapping back and all that. And now off TV, well, Cameron Grimes is another one who has found himself on TV lately, but then being drafted to SmackDown, but then he's just kind of off TV and he's like, yeah, he, he was asked about it, you know, on, uh, out of character podcast says hundred percent says Grimes responded when if asked if his prolonged absence was simply a matter of waiting for the right creative direction. Uh, if you watched our product in the past year, it's incredible. It's on top of its game. Grimes pointed out the quality segments leading both to the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania praising them uh, for their quality and suggesting it would have been foolish for them to take time out for, to establish him then, especially if he was only to get a small amount of screen time. He said, I think I would be insane to say, you know, let me cut five minutes from this bloodline segment to establish Cameron Grimes right here. He quipped, it was all timing. And I definitely took down a period of time and got in my best shape of my life. Now that he's arrived, he's ready to make the most of the time on the main roster with a following of a couple of quick victories. He intends to keep at it for as long as it takes. I'm at the pinnacle now. I'm at the top, and there's no higher. So the only thing I can do now is stay here and try to make the most out of it. I think that's a very Stevie Richards uh, smart mentality to me when I was reading that. I was thinking of you, man. Like, I'm here. I'm going to do everything I can. What am I going to do? Jump in on fucking, they want to put me in DX and evolution. Okay. If not, then I'm going to keep doing my job. I've made it to here and do what the fuck I want to do. And my time will come around. And then it does with Stevie Knight heat and right to censor and, and BWO reunions. So, uh, I think he did exactly what most should be doing. All right, I got to stay small. I'm here, but I'm going to get in an even better shape to make myself undeniable. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to trigger what, what's his name about that story with the X? Oh, yeah, yeah. Steve Carrier, he's fucking really good at his job, said no one ever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Cameron Grimes got the right attitude. And I like, I like that humility 
in people and realizing he knows he doesn't want to be in that spot. He'd love to be in the bloodline level uh, push. Sure. But he realizes what the show's about. And once you do that, and I wish I learned not to take things so personally when I was full time in places like WWE, because it's really easy to get offended, get emotional. But by the end of my run there, I did have the right attitude, um, which I, I don't know if Steve Carrier was in that negotiation with Johnny Ace. That might have never happened. <laughs> That's what I got. But I just came around and I had that come to Jesus moment of, okay, this is what they think about you. That's the character, not the real man or the real person. But what can you get out of this? If you can get that name, you can at least rebuild it. And at least you have sure. the consistency. So I think Cameron Grimes, too. And he's a second-generation guy or even a even a third, isn't he? He has a family. He has at least a, a person in his family that was a um, that was a worker. So I think he understands the business better than most. Gotcha. Good for him. And if I was somebody in power and saw that, I'd be like, okay, I can I can push this guy, and he can be tested, and he can be mature enough to push through that to the other side. And he's smart enough to know that this is going to get out. Not that he's working, but he is working in a way that. He's putting over the main event, not himself, and that the stuff that's going on is epic. And to me, that's what I was thinking of, where you would be like, all right, I got six minutes, but I can get it done in four and give up two to the main event. It seems like he's definitely on that same mentality. And to put over the main with the guys who are writing that, well, maybe they'll write a little something for me, too, at that level, you know? Uh, or maybe Roman will say that's that's good and yeah. maybe politic for you to at least – Hey, Sammy got in there. Who knows that Cameron Grimes could be the part of a new bloodline or something. Yeah. I mean, you never know what can happen. A yep. year ago, would we think Sammy Zayn would be the most over guy in the bloodline? Right, right. No. But that's that's the the long the long ball on that one, absolutely. And uh, Roman has put that over. And to me, that would this was just even though it's a little side story of like, where you been? <laughs> uh, you know, with Lacey Evans, the start and stop. A little bit, bit of this, but this is how a true professional kind of handles that situation instead of boo-boo face and be like, oh, they tried and then we stopped and it's making, you know, like, who knows what's next? Like, he put over everything the right way as opposed to you old shitbag. Or <laughs> the fuck up. tweets about I'm still alive or I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to the natty part during the show because she's somebody that might have sold a little bit too much and she's she's paying for it right now yeah it's interesting i i, I wasn't sure how much we want to reveal on that but at the same time her social media no, i i get it i get it yeah. uh but these are your raw results as we said we start off with seth rollins in the sing-along until quick he outcomes uh finn Balor uh and uh beats the shit out of him uh, hits the coup de gras off the ring steps, uh, stomps the shit out of him on the ground, delivers a second one off the announce desk, uh, and then back from break, Rollins and Pierce are, you know, stumbling backstage, and Baylor comes in and gloms him again, beats the shit out of him on a table, through, sends him through road cases, stomps him on his neck, and he tells Rollins he's been waiting seven years to get his hands on him, and now's the time. Uh, but then they back them off with uh, agents and all that type of shit. So uh, a hot start with action. You know, you get your sing-along and, and cut him off right away and and heat, 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 heat. I, I liked this opening, but this got redone, you know, after how many hours were put into what's the, the opening seg of Raw, which is one of the most important 15 minutes in, in WWE TV every week, and all that shit got scrapped. What I, I I'm still not following the fact that we're supposed to believe that Seth Rollins is a babyface for intentionally hurting Finn Balor seven years ago and derailing his career, and now Finn as a heel wants to get retribution. And Creative has reminded us each and every week, as Seth Rollins laughed right in his face about this dude losing money for a year, right. Hey, in the real world, it doesn't translate into the the, the positions that you think it does. Well, like, yeah, you, I better fuck him up. 
the baby face is negatively motivating the heel to get back to where he was as a hungry baby face because that's the guy he wants to face. The last six years, he hasn't been shit. I haven't respected you at all. But it wasn't until I started treating you like shit that it got you back to the person I, I used to respect. So they're in an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah. Don't go. Don't go. I love you. <laughs> Dude. And then even later, but it was pre-taped before the opening, I'm sure, or, or else maybe right during the first hour. Rollins is backstage. We'll get to that. But there's a pre-tape with him in the trainer's room. And he's not effed up at all. And like he's like, they can't keep me haha, from facing Braun Breaker tomorrow. Like, I don't care if my ribs are broken or not. Da, da, da. And like, and I'm going, why are you not on the cell from getting your head smashed through flight cases? And that's when you show up and Braun Breaker, I don't know if it's for the title or not, could pick the yes. bones. Is yeah. and and then Finn Balor shows up and fucks that over too. You know what I mean? So you get your ass kicked and it's it's that holy shit braun breaker could win because he's 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 softened up from finn and then finn fucks that match over for more heat but the way rollins was like in this trainer's room not sweaty not bloody quaffed uh beard and everything and talking right to the camera it wasn't believable that he that he might be concussed and fucked up and oh i'm on the cell no get away from me i gotta go to nxt tomorrow night i don't give a shit what the x-ray says you know like mr Rollins, you have two broken ribs like and show the x-ray nope it's just all bullshit, plotty, predicated stuff that doesn't is not believable at all. I, I'm laughing because, yeah, how hell he looked cleaned up. It was like, we need to get you to a hospital. We need to get an MRI and x-rays. He goes, no, where's the shower and a hairbrush? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, not till somebody tweezes my eyebrows. I'm not going. <laughs> and by the way, if you were going to book something like this, this is where they booked themselves into a corner, and now it's going to end up hurting Braun Breaker unless – Finn Balor does ruin the entire match, and it's a non-match. If they have the match and Seth beats Braun Breaker, it's like, what's the sympathy? As it as it went kind of in the old days, I guess, when you set up that kind of beating on somebody and they had to defend the title almost right away, what are you going to end up having? A title change. Yeah. yeah. That, well, here's, here's the other thing, Seth too. Blame Finn Balor for, and now their feud means more than just a world yeah. title match. Could they do this and then they should do it because we set it up last week and did no follow-up unless I missed it. What about other Irish McShit kicker? Uh fucking Yeah, yeah. Did they do anything? I didn't did I oh, see that? He wasn't I, on the show. It, it, and him and Finn were conspiring. So is JT McDonough gonna be the one to ruin the party in NXT because he's still kind of NXT? But I would have Finn show up and do it because he's not even really figured in here. But if they were gonna get on Seth, they should have both stabbed him up you know what i mean or jt mcdonough is the one that comes and draws seth's attention so finn can pearl harbor job him so we set that up last week and we had none of the secret assassin of uh little benoit to fucking come get him well someone did steal his lucky charm so he's on the hunt that is true that is true uh, I read that on uh, Steve Carrier's Ringside News. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they're then actually, They're actually going to put me on the Lucky Charms box at one point. Did you hear about that? They, you're going to be on it. Uh, <laughs> backstage at Ringside, the Miz is in the ring. He says Rollins offered uh, up an open challenge for the heavyweight championship that he was going to accept, but he can no longer happen, and that can no longer happen because of what just happened. He issued his own open challenge. And Tommaso Ciampa answers the call to his return to WWE. So we didn't, and, and Miz is like excited about it because the last time we saw Ciampa was with Miz as his like his stooge and then had to go out for surgeries. And I think uh, he got some uh, stem cell treatment as well. And I've been watching Ciampa's stuff on his Instagram where he's been doing a lot of like intense stretching workout stuff, like uh, really uh, a lot of, Stuff that makes my knees hurt <laughs> to watch. Uh, but uh, he looks like a million bucks and he's back again. But he's babyface here and pretty much beats the shit out of Miz um, and goes over on Miz with the running knee and the fairy tale ending for the win. Uh, so Ciampa's back. And there's no real reason to be like, why is he kicking the shit out of Miz? There was no heat between them. So it's a bit confusing here. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame for him to come back. Just, I mean, the Miz spot, the second he's in the ring and says, I was going to challenge for the title, but now I have an open challenge. They've they've done this dude wrong because he he's a channel changer because his formatting for the show, the, the interview show, is exactly the same. Sorry, can I just jump in because it's killing me right here to watch these things after Vince laid out a great idea when we were doing a thousand days for Roman that how many losses the Miz has wasn't it close to a thousand? And think about this match and last week when he lost, if we were on that of like, I'm not losing any matches or his wife's going to leave him at a thousand or he's got to quit WWE and that last week's loss would have meant something this week's would have been crazy. And I, I just like, that would have been such a tense build of every match Miz has here. And that would have been lost, whatever, 996. And now Miz is fucking really got something to react to, but we got none of that. And after Vince said that, every time I see Miz take an L, I'm like, fuck, we are missing something big right now that we could be doing. I don't understand when they, they, they like him. He's been there, what, 20 years at this yeah. point? Yes. They like him. He, he's durable. Not a drug addict, not an alcoholic, doesn't seem to have any personal issues, but they consistently just devalue him each and every week. Even though USA seems to like him, and I think they still have their show on that, right? Yeah, so but the just, losses could mean everything in his character and reacting, and it, we're we're cheating of everybody out of that opportunity. Oh, they're cheating the fans? Oh, wow, what a new concept. <laughs> <laughs> well, their own creative, I think they're cheating in the fact of like, dude, how many cool ways can we have him win? This, him winning just keeps him staying alive. The wins don't really mean anything. It's the, it's the not losing that, you know, is, is the only week-to-week lifeline. And when he loses every time, it means something massive. I'm going to tell you, here's the here's – the, uh, the wrong forced perspective of WWE creative Vince and everybody in management. I said it before, their calendars work at a different rate than the fan. Mm. In other words, Bischoff famously said six to 12 months or six to eight months, whatever, to emotionally invest in a character. By that point, Vince is tired of said character. 20 years in, they think he's the, uh, we're sick of seeing this guy. Mm. When the fans are like, okay, they still boom, they still react, let's go with that. They can't get out of their own personal headspace to think about what a potential fan is seeing from the crowd. Right. In other words, WWE really should. They claim they do it. I don't think they do it. They really should have focus groups regularly, like every, I don't know what the interval would be. But by doing real focus groups, they take their personal viewpoint and opinion out of a talent and see what they can. All right, this guy, Mrs. Drawn, Mrs. Hate it. What can we do? This right. guy's love. Let's make more merch for this guy. Bi weekly, cool. it would really have to be to like look at what is in the world, what's going on, maybe what do we need to take from. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe they would be the COB. Hit me yeah. up, pal. Uh, and then you can check out the new episode of the consultants patreon.com slash homie media group where you want to talk about stepping on business uh where we allegedly uh were excited one week when raw underground retribution and the hurt business all kind of were on the same show and raw underground debuted with the sex appeal of you know, we want to take it a little more uh, PG-13, okay, and then cancel culture, culture bitches about the strippers. But in the beginning, from when that debuted to the end of that night, Hurt Business came in and kicked the shit out of everybody. They did 12 weeks of TV in one night. <laughs> what really? should have been. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Oh, is that that? Oh, that was this, right? No, well, that this is when Raw Underground debuted and Shane's down there. Come on, get him! And, and Ziggler's doing the arm bar or whatever, but they're really just fighting on a ring with no ring ropes. It was a mat instead of it being dirty warehouse fight club. We follow Shane with the voyeuristic secret camera, how it was supposed to be and all that. And they're down there fighting. Instead, we're in a nightclub with it. We're like, okay, well, that's the WWE version. And it was supposed to go six, eight weeks to establish each guy is like a badass fighter and Project Mayhem from Fight Club and all that. And instead, Hurt Business comes in at the end of the, that episode of Raw and kicks the fuck out of everybody. And it's dead in the water, night one. Uh, we're like, oh, okay. Uh, so we write them 12 weeks of TV. 
put it all in one night and squash the fuck out of it. Three, it took three weeks to get rid of uh, raw underground from the inception. You have to appreciate their efficiency. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really got to appreciate it. Um, Then we hear from uh, judgment day as they head out with, uh, I don't know, man, we're doing a lot of, is uh, Vince would say sweetening the pot, I guess, here on these crowd reactions now, aren't we? Like, uh, there's a lot in every segment, not just here with Dominic and Mommy and, and I'm going to speak Spanish now and all that shit. But I think all of this up to this point was the rewrite of Vince, what Vince put in there. Uh, but uh, Baylor calls out Rollins for the open challenge. Uh, it was canceled by him uh, because of him, because uh, he's the only one who's going to dethrone them as the title holder, and he'll be singing Rollins' song at his funeral. I think that's interesting. Uh, Rhea will be bowing to them after Baylor wins the world title. She says she's the women's division. Lot has that on lockdown. Damian Priest says Spanish, 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 money in the bank briefcase holder. And Dominic's going to defeat Cody. It was all just stand in a line and say your little four bars. And, like, that doesn't make for good show-don't-tell kids. And even when we've got to do Pavlovian conditioning and, and pump in crowd noise to get the, you know, sound up for TV, it just seems like, again, I'm watching a Broadway play or a middle school play version of a Broadway play, and everyone's just standing there waiting to say their little line as Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. I was gonna say, what are they doing to Damian Priest? Yeah, yeah. The main event. Why is that the guy that's considered to be the, you know, the Stevie Richards of the group that does the job every week? I hate yeah. to say it like that, but when that happened, I mean, we're skipping ahead. But what, what are you doing? You is know? that the is that part of the rewrite too? You think of just like we were pushing with singles, but. Hey, he's in the main event. Why is he bitching? Man, you know, like that's the excuse. Oh, that's, 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 that's the guy that walks through an airport that turns heads. Sure. Up Finn Balor, not even Dominic. Dominic okay. could have taken the pin and would have retained all his heat. That's that's obviously a little manufactured. But yeah. but why are you did the that's the future right there? That's the big guy that, that could be in that world title picture. Is that the test of of them going? We want you in the world title picture, but when it comes time, will you do what we ask you to? And your head's well, not too big. It. They're just doing it. Yeah, it's but it, yeah, is it bad booking or is that the true underlying? You it, know, it's bad booking if that's your intention, because you're only you're only making your own job harder by doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to test them and I'm going to make them do jobs. Then we're going to push them into the world title picture. Why aren't they cheering for them? I don't know. You jobbed them out like eight weeks in a row in the main event or whatever. Right. And you're you're going to blame him because he's not getting over, but you have actually regressed him from even the bad bunny when he teamed up with him. He was way more over than each and every week. Damian Priest is no different than the Miz. He's in danger of that of getting knocked yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that they would have him take the L there clean. So, uh, we, like, real quick, there's that little dissension thing with the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. The only thing they can save Damian Priest is winning the money in the bank, but you and I think like, it should be LA Knight, which I think a lot of people would agree something fresh, elevate that guy. But the only thing that would save him is, but it wouldn't really save him is, well, you know, they kick him out because he loses all the matches. <laughs> and then he's a baby face. Then he's going to go over after that. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it was it was uh, strange choices. It hadn't left me scratching my head. I was like, is this for not heat reasons, but for test reasons to be like, we'll scrap what the right business is just to see if this guy will dance the right way. You know what I mean? Can or I is it just ignorant? Can I give please, an analogy? Please. Once again, football. Hey, Tom Brady is the greatest ever. He has all these Super Bowls. He's brand new to the Buccaneers. Let's test him and see what his attitude is and give him some shitty plays to make him look really bad. Mm. We'll lose half our games, but we're going to see if he really is, like if he has a good attitude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it, bro. That, that's as scary as it really is. Oh, good morning, Vince. Yeah. Good morning, buddy. How are you? It's our bank, the brand. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, 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 if I can pick it up, I will. If not, I'll call you back when I'm done. All right. Sounds good, buddy. I right, thanks. Right. 
There you go. It could be some kayfabe news. They might have heard about the consulting. <laughs> Actually, Vince Vince has been talking to what's his face about the DX phony story. As he it's awesome. Well, we've got we got to get through this now, you guys. Pressure's on with the boss. We had backstage Byron Saxon, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Uh, Zayn confronts Owens about his anger issues. Waka waka, but Owens denies that he has them as he gets more and more irate. Uh, and then Zayn tells Owens that he'll drop things if he can go the whole night without blowing up, which I also think is a rib about blowing up inside the ring. Uh, but if he does, then he has to admit something's going on with him. So some high stakes here. If you blow up, then uh, you've got to admit that you've got a mental issue. If not, and you can hold it together, then it'll be like next week and the last week. I was just like, oh, boy. What did Vince say? Speaking of Vince Russo, what did he used to call these two? Was that? Nah. He's a, he is a prophet. You know why? Well, this is Lauren Hardy. Lauren Hardy. Yeah, yeah, Hardy. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, in my mind, it was Heckle and Jekyll, but Laurel, Laurel and Hardy. It definitely is Ollie and Stanley. Well, there you go, Vince. Yeah. Oh, Vince is working for WWE. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that is that what the secret is? Yeah. Or or the fact that you know there somebody in there is going good artists create great artists steal and make it their own. This is pretty lowbrow coming out of the bloodline to do fucking Laurel and Hardy, though. You I, know bet you, I, mean? I, I bet you Vince just started watching Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, my little chickadee will be next. Uh, back at ringside, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green head down uh, to the ring to, to take on uh, Chance uh, and uh, Coach Carter. And we have this shit backstage. They're dancing on the way to the ring. Like, hey, I'm going to fight somebody. But first, let me get some rave booty shaking in and fucking. Yeah. You know who booked that? that. (laughs) (laughs) I always dance on the way to fights. (laughs) (laughs) And I never have my pants on. Uh, But we get uh, Chance and Carter deliver a springboard moonsault leg drop combination. Uh, Chance tags back in. Chance and Carter then land a 450 splash combined with a neck breaker. She gives her a fucking Rick Rude neck breaker while taking a 450. What? <laughs> You're going to hit this every week on everybody? You're going to hit this on Raquel Gonzalez? You're going to hit this on fucking Shayna Baszler and shit, bro? Like, it, it was... A, very unsafe and stupid. Uh, but Caden Carter and uh, Katana Chance uh, are your winners. I'm not sure if it's not in here or if it's later in the show, but we also had this Chelsea Green viral Karen put-together Instagram thing that was pretty good and exactly how I would have wanted to portray her. Instead, we have her coming out with like weird bride and fucking like she looks like the fucking bridal party coordinator on a cruise ship like for for fucking girls night last one like it's very weird and instead of we should have had six weeks of this fucking these viral things from instagram of her flipping out on people in traffic her flipping out at restaurants her flipping out back at the condo because the homeowners association shit isn't right like all this stuff, but now she's been out here as the sexy girl and has matching gear with her tag partner, but now we're going to introduce her as a solo Karen act instead. I'm going, what in the fuck is going on, bro? Well, that's it, it was, your eyes went, oh. Yeah, dude, fucking, whoa, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> hey, here's two things. The first thing I noticed was the green NXT girls had more coordination Better had more snap and crispness to everything they did. Well, the one girl's an American Warrior Ninja winner, so she's fucking a real athlete. Girls that have been in the system and been in WWE or on the Indies and around were bumping on their hips and elbows. Were Mm. were sloppy. Were slow. But I will tell you this: when I saw their outfits, swear to God, just like they act like Karens, they act like bitches. Call them the Killer Bees. Oh, that's fucking good, dude. That's fucking real good. Hmm. 
All right. All right. Well, I'm going to get off the call now. I'm leaving on a high note. <laughs> why, why is it so hard? I'm a, I'm a fucking stupid skinny kid from South Philadelphia who just uses his two eyes and yeah. 10 brain cells that's left from ECW to fucking <laughs> figure this shit out. That's that easy. And even if we were going to do the Karen thing, we can have multiple Karens. Usually they're firing each other up. You see you're some. calling them bitches, but yeah. you're not. And you're, you're not. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's beyond a Karen. They're just, they're just bitches. And, so, and, the, and you don't even have to label them that. Somebody else can call them that, and they have an adverse reaction to it, right? I would come the killer bees. Commentary. I don't care what the hell Vince, how mad Vince got. Yeah. I'll be like, man, look at this. The new killer bees. And now explain <laughs> the Vince for killer yeah. bees is bitches. And I'm like, what the fuck's about Buckus is a bitch. Oh, my Buckus, my dog. <laughs> um, I don't know if I like that finish though. 450 neckbreaker. Holy fuck. If she uh, hit the neckbreaker to set up for the 450, but mm. trying to get the timing down is where someone's going to get hurt. They're doing the same. They're doing it at the same time. No, no, you no. Li- I'm saying, no, I'm saying do it first. Yes. And tag her in and then Fine. she does it. Because what <laughs> happens is there's not a, it's like the, the flipping GTS. It's too much going on and too much to yeah. digest for a fan. If she hits the neckbreaker tag and after three or four times, they know it's going to be the 450. They start yeah. like Bronson Reed. The people get up on their feet. When that dude starts climbing the rope. But they want they want it right now to be neck breaker. You're falling. Here comes the 450. So as soon as you hit, 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 it's like, holy shit, bro. Someone that's going to be mistimed big time because you're going to be thinking about tightening your stomach up and having your arms at your side while you're taking the neck breaker on the way down. You're already thinking about the next fucking thing hitting you. I, I don't want to do two, two women's uh, finishes in a row, but. I should break that down and analyze it. Everything that can go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah I think so, bro. Like, the, so let's let's clean that up before somebody gets hurt. Her yeah, you're going to be blown out eventually doing that move every night. Yeah, and and you know, give them an alternative that's simple and is going to work for them, or how you laid it out. Do the neck breaker, do the 450, but you can't have it that way. And they need they need big brother coaching like that. And we might be saving somebody else from having a major spinal injury taking that shit by putting by you by putting that video out there. But it's you hard. better you better have your necklace on when you do it. I'll have my autonomics. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is Coach Carter the one doing the neck breaker? Uh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coach Carter's the smart one. <laughs> yeah, you can talk a hundred times. I love those names. I what was it? Uh, Katana and Coach Carter. We yeah, yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Uh, Sheer with Jinder Mahal and Shelton Benjamin, uh, Cedric Alexander. Wow, dude. I mean, I like uh, the way these two guys look, but they are dangerous, bro. And uh, they they've botched on almost every match they've had whether it's with local talents and now you're putting them with shelton benjamin who's fucking 20 year vet cream of the crop and and cedric alexander phenomenal athlete and these guys are having to work their ass off in a three-minute match just to make the big giant guys look good and fucking then i look on the outside of the ring and gender's there acting like he's in max and male models staring off being stoic not pulling focus when i'm going Jinder's the fucking guy we should be behind and he looks like a million bucks but we got these guys who are super green and he's got to stand there and not be the focus when he needs to be the focus because he's a polished gem you know and we're not getting any value out of him really and in the end fucking they do their finisher on Shelton Benjamin and he lands right on his on fucking Shelton Benjamin's face and uh, you can see Shy B is just fucking down holding, not just on the cell because the ref's like, are, is your nose broken? Are you fucked up? Because he just fucked up his own finish and killed you. Um, there was probably three things in this that were the shine spots for or the heat spots, excuse me, for the heels to get over. And they all kind of came off sloppy. It was what catch catch him as he dives to the outside and he needed to show how strong he is on the cross body yeah. catch on any eight. And he dropped them. So he had to readjust, pick them up. So everything that was in this to make them look good, again, they're just having a tough time. I don't know if it's nerves or being green or a combination of both. Well, a combination plus that, you know, obviously Vince or somebody's coaching about the, the wild kingdom and the animal. This is, these are the new Bearcats. Yeah. The new Bearcats. And, yeah, what a rib. Unless Ginger's hurt, which is the only logical solution for what's going on, 
the best look, the guy that has the best body, he's jacked and shredded. Let's cover that guy up. Yeah, it, it should be gender on the push with these two guys as his fucking back back up muscle, right? Yeah, no gender. one can get to gender. It just sucks, man, because gender never got a fair shake. He was a legitimate heel world champion, but the marks in the office were like, they're booing him, get the belt off him. They don't think he deserves it. It's Why not that. Dude, it? One taxi driver changed the course of history. <laughs> How about that, bro? That guy, yeah. that guy uh, seems to have, um, <laughs> he seems to have uh, really, hmm, I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay. A couple times, uh, a good friend of mine, close friend of mine, had the same <laughs> had a, a similar experience with that. Uh, break, break, break it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Stevie, Stevie Pritchard. <laughs> Stevie. Like, <laughs> Pritchard. <laughs> uh, winners are into sheer over sloppily uh, against uh, top guys. Uh, we head backstage to, I, and they were both in the hurt business. So I guess the Indian hurt business is stronger than the black hurt business. Uh, we head backstage to Owens and Zane. Someone spills water on Owens, but Owens plays it cool and says it's no big deal. Oh, we're doing sight gags uh, to do, you know. They then run into Matt. Hot coffee would have been better than water. He goes, uh, but uh, they run into Matt Riddle. Riddle starts talking their ear off. Owens becomes irate, but catches himself and calms down. Back from the break, Logan Paul's uh, waiting in the ring, sitting on top of the ladder. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, these are... Low brow, Laurel and Hardy bits, bro. It's definitely Martin and Lewis. It really is like, lady, wow, everyone's going to go wrong now. Oh boy, <laughs> like that's what it feels like to me, dude. I can't believe that you're not pitching uh, Riddle uh, having Owen smoke pot to calm him down. Oh, I am, uh, dude. You're on your game today. Uh, I'm not. I'm not that. Like, yeah. Even if it was inferred, like, bro, you got to calm down. I got something. Let's go into the room, man. They come out. And there's a bunch yeah. of smoke. You want to? You want to fly? I got something that'll really. Actually, make that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been amazing if Riddle brought him into the room. Hot they boxing, smoked yeah. up, but Owens couldn't wake up for the main event, so now it's a handicap match because <laughs> he's sleeping. They can't wake him up. <laughs> they can't get him out there, or he gets the munchies and uh, they do a fat joke. It would yeah. probably be the way they'd go. Or they say, hey, you're going to violate the wellness policy. And Kevin's like, wow, that means I'm going to be champion. Wow. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, uh, list. Yeah. Bigger push. Mm-hmm. Uh, back from break, Logan Paul is waiting. He has to take gummies and shit. Now that I'll be good. Uh, back from break, Logan Paul's waiting on the ring, sitting on top of a, a ladder. Uh, I mean, no fucking preview that he was going to be there no instagram post which is his value of social media to be like i'm at raw tonight at four in the afternoon where i go today or anything i don't think so i don't That's think even so. more lens to my to my theory yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh paul says that the best people in the world come from cleveland <laughs> and he says uh he became great when he left ohio so Rags on the home state says uh, they keep losing, but he's going to single-handedly put respect back on Cleveland's name, put some respect on it. Uh, he says he talked to some executives, and he'll be in the men's money in the bank ladder match. I spoke with some executives, and now I'm in the match. Oh, okay. Uh, so he doesn't have to go through. Everybody else has to go through somebody to fucking win a match in order to get a shot. Logan Paul just talks to uh, some executives, either Nick Khan. Hey, nobody, nobody on the roster is mad about this. <laughs> Nobody's pissed. Nobody's, Nobody's pissed. pissed. At the same time, the people in the match who all come out to entrance and promos is the everyone entrance slash promo segment come out and say, "Yeah, that's okay. You can be, <laughs> be added. We can, we almost killed ourselves. But we're going to teach you a lesson." Yeah, that and that'll really give Cleveland pride that their guy didn't win. Like he just, uh, you know, the Browns don't have to fucking even play this year. They can just wait till the end of the year and then go talk to an NFL executive and get in the Super Bowl. We want we want the playoffs. We want to be in the playoffs. (laughs) Well, you're you're like six and thirteen or whatever, and they go, yeah, but we want to be in it. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're killing me today, I'm man. Sorry, I'm not trying not to. It's just, no, dude, uh, it's, uh, I, hey, I'll be entertaining Mark. I'll laugh. I, don't I didn't take any gummies yet. I wish I did. Imagine I wish I, I did like too. I, 
be, this show would be four right. hours. Uh, we got to call way, Vince. We got to call Vince. Uh, by the way, Logan Paul is going to win Money in the Bank if they're smart because that will get more eyes on WWE. Yeah. I have to usurp my LA Knight prediction. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul, I still think well, Logan Paul should have beat Roman Reigns. You want you want maximum visibility on your brand. I think I think him beating Seth Rollins is where the money is, though, right? Him being a champion with the belt on Instagram and YouTube, right? But podcast. Rollins hated it. Like Rollins had shoot heat with him because he came in and got a spot, and now here he is just making matches for. And himself. Logan Paul should have came out last night and won the title in the open challenge I'm after down. Ben Balor beats him up. Mm-hmm. So then, I mean, but what do we know? We didn't have time to write all that. We only had a half hour before the show. Uh, (laughs) uh, Shinsuke Nakamura comes down and says, serious, Ree? And I popped huge. Uh, (laughs) He said some other stuff, but serious, Ree was uh, the highlight of that promo. Uh, LA Knight comes down, dummy, yeah, says his shit. Uh, Ricochet came out and cut an unimpassioned promo as well. Uh, Santos Escobar comes out, and we show everybody, and then uh, to, you know, Paul uh, dumps Butch he, after he come out over the ring and goes over, flying over the top rope to do a plancha and get his shit in commercial. Uh, Matt Riddle makes his way down the ring. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser and Gunther follow. Really good match here, man. I just like, fuck, I wish I was athletic and as good as Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> I can watch this guy. Uh, Imperium, man, the... the I'm not sure about uh, Vidi Vidi Vici, but uh, when it comes to Ludwig Kaiser and, and Gunther, I, I'm liking a lot of what these guys are doing all the time, even though uh, it's a riddle over um, and beats them right away. Heels get their heat back and beat the fuck out of uh, riddle and he gets uh, carried to the back. I don't know if I like this twice on one show because we had the same thing happen with Seth earlier. <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll see if I can continue my good idea streak. Mm-hmm. But number one, I like the way they tied him up on the mat to to hold him rather than just a standard hold for the beatdown. Yeah, I like just hooking his arms and and, and scissoring. Well, that, that's yeah, that's right. What if? Here's an interesting thing. What if they were in the medical room or whatever with Rollins, and they bring Riddle in? That been that have been fucking good, again. dude. Whatever, whatever CBD gummies you're taking at night, fucking take two. <laughs> we're we're gonna start a wrestling company because you're on your genius streak today, bro. But if we were on WWE, this would be the most frustrating conversation. None of this happened. <laughs> All this would have got scrapped. Yeah, yeah. it would have been scrapped. It would have been set and gone. Uh, no, that's fucking phenomenal, dude. That is phenomenal. Uh, back from break. Uh, Owens and Zayn are backstage. Imperium tries to get a you know rise out of him as well and they're like oh no he's up here and then even when they walk away gunther kind of corpses a little bit and smiles which i didn't have a problem with that you don't got to be a stone-faced dickhead all the time if you know you're getting under somebody's skin like got him (laughs) right so um but the same cuts him off and says he has to deal with something after seeing a message on his phone so I'm just going to fast forward. The next time we see him is with Cody backstage saying they got his back or whatever. So was that Cody messaging him going, I need you to have my back tonight. <laughs> it was some weird shit. I also skipped over uh, when do we do Cody's promo. I, I, I don't know if we went right by that or not. Holy fuck. Yeah, there's we, a lot of show left. Yeah, there's a lot of show left. We can just get Vince skips ahead. So why don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking A. The, I'm going to rip through this here. Uh, Viking Raiders uh, take on uh, Alpha Academy after we saw Coach um, – valedictorian now and he's that's his new gimmick is just to be the best coach so much kurt angle in him right now bro like not even an impersonation but just like the same entity yeah. uh with with uh chad gable and kurt shooters angle. Are funny his shooters oh. have a good sense of humor I they do <laughs> but when he coached earlier and people saw the pre-tape you had the plant you had the seed planted that when she hooked the suplex and they didn't show it in the pre-tape which was great then when she right. did it, the people popped. Yep, it was an exciting. It was a moment. But yep. they, did, I'm, I'm like, please don't show us in the pre-tape. Show us in the match in front of the people. They did. Whoever did that did a good job. Did, did it the right way off yeah, of that. Exactly. And, and I, I don't. I'll put myself over this for, but I didn't do it last week, so I showed some restraint. <laughs> but somebody whoever runs USA Networks Twitter 
was like they showed remember last week when they're in the back and he's showing her the arm drag Mm -hmm. but they didn't know what it was and they're just going by him real quick and he's like doing whatever and it looks like otis is dipping him like they're like they're fucking dancing whatever and the person at wwe or at usa networks twitter doesn't know what wrestling training is I just trained double arm arm drags two days or like three days before that. So I knew exactly what he was doing. And even when they walked by right that and she hit the arm drag on the outside, I was going to, I was like, fuck, I missed the opportunity to go. They're training arm drags. Well, an hour later they would hit one, whatever. It's your own little pat on the back as a worker. I don't need that fucking shit. But this week they did it and they did it again the right way. I thought it was great the way it played out um big men suplexing each other too in that viking raiders match but viking raiders are up after taking a bunch of l's uh doesn't matter because the spot was about the suplex on the outside so it worked ray ripley uh versus natty natty cuts a promo about not finding herself and you know knocking herself down then comes out and does the exact bret hart sunglasses with the little girl so now we're just doing brett's bit instead of finding our own thing you know, and that's not great either. We need a shine from Brett, but we're not getting it um, in that way. You know, that's not the way to do it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Natty uh, gets tossed in the barricade, takes a fucking nasty bump, dude. Uh, Ripley hits a riptide on her, and uh, then officials run down to check on her. In the back, Rod- Rod- Gonzalez, Rodriguez Gonzalez talking a bunch of shit. And on Rhea, and then she comes through curtain and gets in her face right there. I like that transition scene because we've been familiarized with that gorilla interview position. We know violence just took place, and the anticipation of Rhea walking into there while she's talking shit was palpable, and they paid it off the right way. So some good little uh, time-space type things that they're playing with right here. Well, they, another thing, too, I, I don't know if Rhea is or was on any kind of gear but she's consistently looking good. And we talked about this before. Yeah. Raquel Rodriguez has. Bro, she lives with, running. she lives with Buddy Murphy. She's definitely on some gear. You understand what I mean? That, that yeah. you can see the fall off and, and it's a trend that I wish they would just lower the baseline for your fitness and what you look like to keep a consistent look all year round. When you start moving up to a level and then you come back down in that roller coaster, People think that you're out of shape, not just – it's just a weird – and then the mental and emotional stuff that comes with possibly getting off that stuff is not good either. Right. And it's this weird in-between WrestleMania, post-WrestleMania season, like do us get off some shit between then and Money in the Bank before I get back on it before SummerSlam. So it's just like, I don't know. And there's multiple wrestlers who are doing this right now that you can see the difference in their physiques. Uh, back from break, uh, Cody's preparing for the upcoming match. We get Trish Stratus, Zoe Starks, head of the ring versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, dude, Trish Stratus is bumping her ass off for mm-hmm. Raquel Gonzalez, man. And not that Raquel was stiff. And in fact, even the clothesline Raquel threw was pretty amateur. Her arm was almost straight out as opposed to when you throw a clothesline, it should be here, almost a bro hug, and you come through like a baseball pitch. But Trish fucking stacked herself on the bump there a couple times, almost too much that when she came back to life, it was not as believable because her bump was so good on the cell. Um, but, uh, as it goes on, Beckley Lynch runs in, uh, to fuck over Zoe Stark from doing the jump up, but, uh, she clocks Tris Stratus to causing the disqualification. So Tris Stratus wins a money in the bank qualifier by DQ. Interesting business here. I didn't have a huge problem with it. I don't have a problem with it either because you continue the angle, but it would have been better to have Trish in there than Raquel just because, her name and, and she hasn't lost a step. So, yeah. you know, she's not one of those people. That it seemed like they needed to work around whatever limitations she had. So it was, it was good to watch. Yep. Uh, I, I thought, it, I thought Trish did a good job and, and it was an interesting finish. Bronson Reed picks up a victory over uh, Shinsuke and Ricochet and a really? bunch of, yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Serious Reed. Yeah. Uh, back from break, uh, Owen Zane and Rhodes head to the ring for a shitty six versus Judgment Day. 
Um, pretty much everybody gets their shit in uh, to the end. Uh, Rhodes lands a Cody cutter, follows it up with a back elbow. Dominic tries to interfere. Zane catches him with a haluva kick. Owens lands a stunner. Rhodes executes a crossroads on Priest for the win. Like we said, Pin was on the wrong guy here. Absolutely should have been on Dominic. And uh, it's a strange why, because this is just another shitty six match where everyone's going to get their shit in uh, that does no real business um for anybody inside it and really we and again we missed the kevin owens i'm gonna blow my stack and when he should have blown his stack was here at the end and we didn't build come back or something yeah yeah exactly it needs to pay off in the ring we need to do if we were on creative or allegedly consulting Mm. when either you cut an hour off of this show or you are banned and barred and not permitted to ever just kind of like lazily book a super long match for two hours, 25 or two hours, 30. You can't have seven entrances. And then a 2025, 20, you, you can't stretch it out like that. The fans will tune out, watch football and come back and watch the last two minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. If even doing that, if football's good, they're not coming back. Right. But that, that last 30 to 40 minutes, dude, you have a, a shitty filler match, usually the girls or something doesn't mean anything. Then you have a commercial. Then you start getting the entrances. And then you turn around and say, oh, let's throw some backstage promos or recaps as, as in between entrances to kill more time. Yeah. Then let's still have a 20, 25-minute match. Nobody's sticking around for this shit. And it's, it's not them. Like, that's at the end of hour three. AEW this past week. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, so all your favorite WWE shooters that jump ship versus the the elite in a shitty six just like this. Then with more run-ins from Will Ospreay, Eddie Kingston, and fucking Takashita, and they went from an 830,000 in their opener with a a solid singles main event, and then it's 699,000 at the end of their two hours. So you're doing the, the both shows are making the exact same mistake within a, within five days of each other. But they get paid more. They're getting extra money from the <laughs> networks as they do. So let's call Vince. Let's yeah, call let's call him. him. All right, you guys, that's your raw review infidels. Uh, check out Stevie Richards, Atomics necklace reviews and, uh, and, and posted Jeff emailed me. Okay, cool. So there's a uh, a new uh, virtual uh, screen video up there. Excuse me, smart board video. And uh, it might be uh, time to go to sleep here soon. So I can't wait to check that out. Uh, and then all the new fitness reviews and truck reviews you got going on. Stevie, anything else this week? Actually, uh, I've been trying to Austin Idol myself and Bobby Fulton might have a cool little project that we're working on because nice. Austin Idol had that famous plane or infamous plane crash in the 70s that he had to come back from. Bobby Fulton, stage four throat cancer, and uh, my little back thing happened. So we're all <laughs> little back. Thing. You know, we all actually were death door at one time, and uh, we think there's a message that we can get out to not just wrestling fans, but just general public, and maybe try to help some people. It's pretty cool yeah. stuff. Awesome, man. I'm excited to see you doing great stuff. And, man, <laughs> you're on your goddamn game today when it comes to wrestling creative, pal. I'm here to tell you, dude. Uh, Doesn't some, mean some... a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, uh, it's channelattitude.com. Subscribe over to HMG. That's the best thing you can do for me. Or go to Patreon if you want to hear more about the alleged consultancy. Uh, episode 24 is up right now. Thanks for the pro wrestling tease dot com slash bin hameen sales had some yesterday the best cannabis seeds go to horseshoegenetics.com as well as uh you can also get our new nutrient line also available on amazon.com and i just put up the cloning solution and the uh climax cloning gel yesterday so turn your mother plants into entire garden with horseshoe genetics uh we got to call the boss infidels on behalf of stevie richards myself and vince russo bro Stop working out so hard, Stevie. Y'all.